One semester of law school. One semester of criminal justice. Two Two experts. experts. (laughs) I'm Kristen Caruso. I'm Brandi Pond. Let's Let's go go to to court. court. (laughs) On this episode, I'll be talking about a kidnapping. Australian style. Oh my gosh. Brandy, there there are some people yeah. in the room giggling at our inability to say things. At in our unison. inability, yes. Uh huh. Who are not these rude people? That's correct. We have the Ellen Marsh and the Joey Toretto from I Think Not. And don't Hi, everyone. Forget, don't forget, it's me, Kylie Minogue. I heard you covering an uh, an episode oh, no. from Australia, oh God, so Kylie. I came over here. Oh, Just, oh. My name is Kylie Minogue. <laughs> Did you pick this Australian episode because you have been following that I'm obsessed with kangaroos this week or no? No, that's just a happy, a happy accident. Wow. Like a little, we got a Bob Ross moment. Happy little accident. <laughs> so you're I saying have... you pay no attention to Ellen or to Joey. And Thank you. Mm, Thank yeah. you. Way that's to be rude no, to our guests. No. <laughs> no, you know what? I do think, I do think we should be a little rude to our guests. Just on principle. Yeah. My sister, Kyla. Okay. Your sister, mm-hmm. Casey, they oh. were a little too excited that we were doing an episode with I Think Not. They didn't come out and say, oh, that's our real favorite podcast, but the vibe was there. <laughs> and last week, after we finished recording, Kyla called me like immediately. It was like her dog senses or something were going off. And she was like, are they are they as cool as as they seem on the show? Are they, you know, what's Joey really like? And I said to her, I said, I thought things were going well. At the end of the recording, Joey ended it by being like, God, I knew you two were ugly, but now I know you're boring, too. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just because I don't I don't want people to be liking you all too much. You know, that's the problem. You are stunning and hysterical. And it is a true joy to be here. I adore you both. Ellen hates you. Well, Joey Joey texted me this morning and said, I think that Kristen hides her evil under her bangs. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) what that, I don't know what she meant. And then he also was like, and you know, every time Brandy laughs, she's actually saying, fuck you, Ellen and Joey. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's That's correct. It was. Well, I was I like, wow. I think you're that. being a bit harsh on them. But he was like, no, they fucking, they're evil and they're here to take us down. And I was like, I mean, we already agreed, you know. No. Yeah. I, it didn't no. take you guys long to figure us out. We appreciate it, though. We are so glad you're both here. We're thrilled this is to so be exciting here. For oh us. my gosh! Thank you for being here. I can't wait to tell you an amazing story, Australian style. <laughs> yeah. Brandy's weirdly good at these kidnapping stories. Just be warned. Love be it. Be warned. Okay. Love it. I feel like kidnappings that's... are kind of my specialty. Right. This, I did know that. Show. That is mm-hmm. a little on mm-hmm. ominous. But I just have to tell you that sitting back and just like you guys really sorted this out because you only have to do fifty percent of the work. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. And you're it's just amazing. like it's not my episode. And you know, like, yeah. like um, I'm I'm gonna mute Joey, but like you know, I carry the show. Oh you sure, know, it's like, <laughs> sure. It's Obviously. like it's like it's like knows, it's like eighty five fifty ninety ten. It's like ninety like ten. So the fa- yeah. like ninety five. <laughs> <laughs> so I am down for this. I'm just gonna sit back and just. Here's what I will tell you though: when it is my week to be the listener, the reactor, 
I am in full detective mode where oh I am then God. attempting to solve mm. the case as it goes along. So I expect the same from the three of you. Got it. Yeah. Today. I also would like okay. to make an apology not only to you, but to your listenership. I have extreme ADHD. I have medicated myself, but sometimes my questions come out of left field. I apologize yeah. ahead of time. No. Like you can like mention no. something and I'll be like, you'll mention, for example, kangaroos. And I'm like, do you know how high a kangaroo can jump? Oh, you don't? It's 25 feet. Holy shit. There you go. What the fuck? Is it really 25 feet? Wait, not to take, not to hijack this conversation. Have you guys seen male kangaroos? Yes. Oh, they, I just they watched look this like TikTok big buff boys, don't like they? A, Yes, and they've got like real hands. I just watched this TikTok of a lady at like a kangaroo. Um, it looked like some kind of kangaroo sanctuary, and she was trying to get this kangaroo to go outside, and it was pissed at her, and so it kept trying to punch her with his little claw hands. I saw that video. They look. You yep. did. Like <laughs> they look like brosifs at the gym. They yeah. look. They they're so fucking. They go buff. like that. They pose. <laughs> they they're like, come at me, bro. Let's go. Let, I'm yeah. like, they're terrifying. Yeah. So yeah. just be warned. I apologize. Show. That will be nothing new for our listeners. Our, so don't, our listeners don't are not accustomed second. to dealing with um, women with ADHD and yeah. you know, <laughs> tangents and all that stuff. They're going to be disgusted and frankly horrified, I think. Well, if but, they you know, I feel like they're the going to be horrified episode... by that. Wait till they have to deal with a gay man with a broken heart. <laughs> Jesus Lord. <laughs> He's looking oh. for love in all the wrong places, folks. It's true. The story Wasn't I your just last told episode so many two places. hours and one minute? I feel like the last episode that you dropped mm-hmm. was two hours and one minute. Yes, yes, ma'am. We, that's, we that's go correct. hard. Yeah. yeah. I'm here yeah. for it. So don't come at me, Joey. Yeah. Is this, if you want right. to come to the vagina party, you have to take yes. off your shoes at the door. Oh, okay? When did I ever say I wanted to come to the vagina party? I don't remember signing that when I got my contract from LGTC. <laughs> I'm happy to attend. All right, here we go. You guys ready yes. for a story? Yes. Yes. Okay. A couple of shout outs right off the top. First, to High Priestess of Costco in our Discord for recommending this mm-hmm. case. Mm-hmm. And also, shout out to some sources. Listen to an episode of Case File for this. Really good article on Medium by Natasha Lee. Reporting for ABC News, Australian style, which stands for Australian Broadcasting Corporation, not American Broadcasting mm, Corporation. Okay, very anyway. good. And The Age, which is another Australian oh. news source. Okay. Also, international disclaimer here, which for Ellen and Joey, that means, um, in this case, not that things are like in another language, because obviously Australia, they speak English. But it means I don't have the best access to some of the news sources on it. So there might be some some gaps that I've had to fill in. Great. Okay. Here we go. Julian Buckwald and Carolyn Watson were in love. So in love. It was March 4th, 2008, and 22-year-old Julian had planned a romantic lunch for his 17-year-old girlfriend at a waterfall on his family's 1,200-acre property in the small town of Budgerie, Australia. God damn. Budgerie. What, yeah. what was in the lunch? Mm, I believe there was some tahini, and that's all I know. Okay. Hmm. Okay. 1,200 Sorry. acres. That's like a, yeah. that's like a Six Flags. Like, yeah. why, were, yeah. why is a, so many acres? It's a big-ass property. Wow. It's a big-ass wow. property. It's a lot of... So, big- Carolyn lived nearby in Churchill, which is another small town in Australia. So, the plan was for Julian to come pick her up and then drive back to his house, um, pick up the lunch supplies, and then drive to his family's property. I mean, I don't know that the house was situated on the property, but it was, like, nearby. They... 
did all of this. Julian says, you know, we'll be back by three o'clock this afternoon. Despite their age difference, because, okay, Julian's 22. Carolyn's 17. Mm hmm. Questionable. Apparently, everybody was cool with the couple because they'd met through their very conservative Christian church that they both attended. By this point, Julian and Carolyn had been together for two years, but their religion preached purity and both had vowed to remain chaste until marriage. So at this point, two years into their relationship, all they had ever done was held hands. That was as far as it had gone. Bullshit. Hand-holding. (laughs) <laughs> there's no way hand right holding hand holding hand no holding. What were, that's first of all that's also, disgusting means, uh, man hands are gross they were no 15 and 20 15 yeah, that's and 20 weird also hand hold hand holding mm-hmm. what were their hands holding is what i want to know exactly that <laughs> was right, my next Joey? question right Right. Mm-hmm. Right. That, you know. they, I wonder if they no. did a yeah. true love waits situation. Do you know what that is? Oh, yes. Is that like a purity ring? It is like ring a purity ring thing? in high school where they do the thing. You you show up. You go to a meeting. They you know they basically are like, if yep. you have sex, you burn in hell for all of eternity. Mm-hmm. Here, sign this yeah. contract, and you get a purity yeah. ring, and you are promising you will wait until you're married to have sex. I said, I'm not signing that shit. One hundred percent. This couple yeah. did something of that nature. Brandy, where did you grow up? Don't you remember in high school, like the girls with the rings? Yes, uh, yes. Purity culture, very big in this part of the country. Oh my gosh, I remember one time. I'm sorry, we're already on a tangent. Okay, <laughs> we're here for so it. Brandy and I graduated high school in kind of that era where it was like all the media people felt it was totally acceptable to ask Britney Spears if she was a virgin. Yep. Like, oh, ridiculous. Uh-huh. Can we make a podcast yeah. just about that? Oh Thank my you. God, yeah. right? Yeah. So I remember because um, the school newspaper covered this issue quite intensely. There was <laughs> Which you a, were the editor of? I was mm-hmm. an editor. I wish I could claim to be the top one. I wasn't the top dog. Never been the top dog my whole life. Way to reopen that wound. Wow. Nice, Ellen. Okay. So I was nice. just going to say. <laughs> Way to go, Ellen. I was going to say go with it because Google didn't exist then and you can just lie on the form. But That's okay. Right. That's right. I'll t- <laughs> Damn. So <laughs> I remember this guy saying. That having premarital the sex. sitting in a cup? Yes. Yes, Brandy. I remember this. <laughs> he said to think of it like a cup. And every time you have sex with someone before you meet your you know, spouse, that person is spitting into the cup, spitting into the cup. And then when you finally meet your wife, she has to drink that cup. That is the weirdest fucking metaphor I have ever heard in my sure life. Is. Also, how do you know I don't like that? How do you know I don't have a spit kink? <laughs> Maybe my kink we is are we kink shaming as well? We don't kink shame. <laughs> We're shaming everything. <laughs> That's right. That is yeah. a disgusting and inaccurate analogy mm-hmm. because That's correct. It's it doesn't go on the cup. You know it goes on the boobs or the belly. So let's <laughs> Let's not be silly, okay? Yeah. And you know what's crazy is 17-year-old me said the same thing back to that guy. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know my Jokes life, on sir. You, Charles. <laughs> okay, edit that out. <laughs> okay, okay, so pure. So, yeah, they're pure. They're good Christian folk. They believe in purity. Okay. So this particular March day, which 
March Day, Australian style, <laughs> because in, okay, in Australia, March is like a fall day rather than a spring oh, right. day here. So we're coming to the end of, like, you know, we've got, okay, we're, everybody keep got that you. in mind, weather-wise. Okay. So Julian drove from Budgery to pick up Carolyn for their date that night, and then, you know, drove back, loaded up the supplies for this little hike, and then they're in Julian's SUV, and they're taking off for their little hike to this waterfall. The drive itself was pretty uneventful. It was a typical drive up to the Buckwald property until Julian saw an animal carcass on the side of the road. Julian reportedly was a big fan of roadkill. <laughs> he liked to <laughs> He liked to examine it. Ew. See if he could determine what animal it was, how long it had been there, if the meat was salvageable, <gasps> you know. All those things. <laughs> Joey, your face. That is disgusting. <laughs> Who is curious about that? It's dead. It's on the side of the road. Keep driving. But oh. isn't that a hunting thing? Like you're not supposed to eat already dead meat. Isn't no, that like a yeah, I'm rule? Pretty sure, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I mean, desperate times come for desperate measures. Sure. Absolutely. But isn't that like a sure. thing where it's like you, you can't cook that meat or make that well, meat? Yeah, you don't know if that meat's been contaminated. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Also, it's yeah. fucking gross. Exactly. Yes. Thank you, Joey. Yes. <laughs> so apparently Julian initially drove past the roadkill, but a short way down the road, Julian's curiosity got the best of him. And uh, he decided he had to pull over and he needed to go examine that roadkill. So he pulled over. He told Carolyn he'd be, you know, just a minute. He wanted to go check out that roadkill real quick. Hold, so on, Carolyn hold on. Waited I'm, in the I'm car. sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. How long has he had this fascination with roadkill? Is this a lifelong passion? I, I wish I knew more, Kristen. I, I wish no you idea. did, too. But you came in here barely prepared, and here we sit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, her. continue. Drag all her. right, all right. So Carolyn's like, great, have a great fucking time with that roadkill. Only she for sure didn't say that because she's right. a good Christian girl. She's like, go look at the roadkill. I'm going to stay here in the car. I'll be listening to music, you know, whatever. So there she sits in the car waiting for Julian to come back. Like 10 minutes went by. And Julian's still not back. And he had walked far enough down the road that, like, she wasn't immediately visible to her. And so after, like, 10 minutes, she's like, should I go get him? Like, what is happening? Why are we spending this much time looking at this roadkill? As she's, like, mulling this over, she kind of looks over and she sees the mirror of the car, like the side mirror. And she sees a man dressed in all black, gloves, balaclava covering the face which is a ski mask if you're unfamiliar when i told my husband this he said i gotta stop you what's a balaclava yeah it sounds it's like a, a dessert <laughs> That's what I said. it wasn't baklava and this Kristen. <laughs> no he was covered head to toe in baklava <laughs> covered him head to toe in baklava <laughs> looked delicious which is creepier but <laughs> this figure this man dressed in all black is running at a full sprint toward <sighs> her carolyn freaks the fuck out yeah but he is there before she can even react. She can't lock the door. She can't do anything. All of a sudden, this stranger opens the car door, drags her from the car, throws her on the ground, duct tapes her mouth, hog ties her, and then throws her into the back seat. Oh of this my car, God. This SUV. Yeah. So he had to have known she was there. There's no way because he was running with a vengeance, a quickness. He was running oh. with an assignment, something to do. Absolutely. Okay. 
From her vantage point in the back seat, Carolyn had very little visibility, so she had no idea where this stranger was going. He just started driving, just took off, started driving, and drove for hours. Wow. I'm not going to sing. I'm not going to sing. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. Brandy, Brandy, like, tell me, did he drive all night? Would you say that? Um, like six hours. So. <laughs> I apologize to your listeners (laughs) who don't know me. They're Um, like, unsubscribe. And I'm sorry. (laughs) People have already stopped this podcast. Yeah. (laughs) So, no, this kidnapper drives Carolyn for six hours. She's hogtied. She's duct taped over the mouth. I believe she's blindfolded. I was going to say anything over her eyes. Okay. I don't know if it's that she's blindfolded or if she just can't see because of her vantage point. Okay. Yeah. 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 Where's Julian? She has no idea. She has no idea where Julian is. So we're sure that Julian didn't put the baklava over his face and the baklava (laughs) over his face. I I will. No, this is a uh, this is an attacker dressed in all black. Okay. 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 Finally, the SUV comes to a stop, and Carolyn is pulled out of the back of the car, and she is made to walk through a densely wooded area. Finally, she gets to some kind of clearing. Her attacker pushes her to the ground cuts off her clothing with a knife. Mm. It leaves her tied up. So now she's tied up, naked, laying on the ground, and she has no idea where she is. And she starts to hear digging. Oh, God. Lots of digging. She can't see her attacker, but she just hears them standing there digging. To Carolyn, one thing seemed clear. Her kidnapper was digging her grave. Oh, my God. Carolyn was terrified. She believed she was about to be raped and murdered, like 100%. So Carolyn did the only thing that she could think of. She prayed. She laid there, naked, on the ground, tied up, praying. Okay, so now hours have gone by because this kidnapper drove her for six hours. So back at the Buckwald home, Julian's parents have noticed that the couple has not come back from Mm -hmm. their little afternoon jaunt up to the waterfall. And so by four o'clock, one hour after they were supposed to return, Julian's mother is like very nervous. It is not like them to be late. It's just very out of character for them. They're good Christian kids. So Julian's mom is like pacing up and down the driveway, waiting for some sign of Julian's car to drive by. And on one of those trips up and down the driveway, she noticed something in their like chain link fence that lined their property. She walked up to it. It was a bottle stuck through like one of the little, you know, one of the little thingies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She pulled it out. There was a note inside the bottle. The note contained what appeared to be satanic symbols. Okay. What year is this again? 2008 2008. around the satanic panic thing. Yeah. Huh. It read, you bloody couldn't leave us alone. So your son and girl went walkabout. You get Carolyn and Julian back when we finish our business in the area, but only if you behave yourself and don't shit us around again. Tell everyone they are on holiday. Don't you dare talk to the cops again and you'll get your kids back. Shit us again and you'll never see them again because we'll fuck the girl to death and burn her alive. What the fuck? And the, uh uh-huh. And the bloody boy will really enjoy the torture and sacrifice to our God to pay back 180 times the hurts he did to us when we picked him up. This is your last warning. Do what we say 
and the kids come back in a live condition. I really wow. like the alive condition instead of alive. That's a weird choice there. Also, yeah. in Australia, do they say shit us around? Is that a thing? I, okay, I thought that's the weirdest use of those. Hold on, I feel like that's like terms, like an Australian yeah. thing. Like, don't you shit us around? Don't you? Sh- okay, that's, yeah. I mean, Ellen, that sounds legit. I don't know if it Joe is. Joe is it better. Good. That is yeah. insane. Now listen. I have a very close family friend. Her name is Rachel, and her grandmother, Miss mm-hmm. Loyce, she could verb up a gate and conjugate uh, a verb. She loved to use shit, and yeah. when you would walk in the door, she'd go, where the shit you come from? <laughs> and then she'd look at your outfit and go, what the shit you got on? And then she would smell you, and she'd say, ooh, girl, that shit smells good. That's a lot of shit. But they didn't say shit yeah, like this. They are like, shit. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I've versatile. never heard yeah. don't, sh- what was it? Don't shit. shit. Shit us again or shit us around. Yeah, I've never heard either of those okay. terms. I think that's like, you know, don't fuck around or you'll yeah. find yeah. out circa 2008, Absolutely. circa so in Australia. I, I will tell you, initially, the only version of this note that I found had all of the profanity blanked out in it. Mm-mm. And so I was trying to imagine, and I didn't even get close to this, but I did finally find the version that had the profanity. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, uh, Kylie Minogue here. I just wanted to pop oh, in yeah. to say, over in Australia, we love shit. Um, you know, and uh, <laughs> we use it as a, a noun, a verb. and, and a, a verb? Oh, wow. That was bad. We use it as a noun. Nope. Wow. It's really going downhill. <laughs> Kylie, what the hell no, is happening Joe, it's to so you? Good. Um, no, we, no, we just love shit. Um, it's like my number yeah. one uh, hit, my international hit that goes. Um... <laughs> Are we going to get shitical? <laughs> It was love at first sight. It, it first uh-huh. it was um it was shit at first sight. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Sure. I'm so glad you Kylie. made that change. Absolutely. Anyway, I think uh, it really download padam padam. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that letter is so Jean Benet Ramsey yeah. letter uh-huh. because it's a little confusing. It's a little redundant. Don't call yeah. the cops. Don't talk about this. And it's like yeah. it's word. It's like wait, what? It's kind of like the directions are unclear. Like I have follow yes. up questions. Mm-hmm. Like yes. wait, what? It's very confusing. It's like oddly written. I agree. Okay, so despite the threats in the note, Julian's mother called the police right away. She was like, "I'm not fucking around with this. I am calling the police." And within the first few hours that Julian and Carolyn were missing, a search was organized. Initially, authorities started looking at the Buckwald property because they that's where they had been going for lunch that day. But that search was almost impossible because this was like legit Australian bushland. It was a maze of dirt paths and side roads. It was almost impossible to navigate. Like they searched and searched and searched it and were just going in circles. They couldn't even keep track of where they had been. So that search is going on. In the meantime, police also spoke to Carolyn's family, and they learned that 10 days prior to this, Carolyn's family had received a note similar to the Buckwalls. What? That note? Yes. So that note had been discovered by Carolyn's father. It had been left on their front porch. It was a handwritten note, and it warned them to, quote, stay away or they would make their lives miserable and that they would, quote, destroy their family. 
So when Carolyn's family found this note, they turned it in to the police. Oh, okay. That was my my question. Yeah. And the police were like, this looks like a prank. It doesn't seem, I don't think this is real. Like, this is no big deal. Jesus. Wow. But now we've got Julian and Carolyn missing. What kind of fucked up pranks are you doing in Australia? What happened to keep peeing people's houses? What happened to lighting a bag of poop on fire? You're going to threat. That's a prank? We're we're leaving satanic notes. Yeah. That's where we've escalated to. This is another reason why I've I've discovered that Australia has, I I have no, nothing to concern myself with in Australia. The bugs, the spiders, the kangaroos, and fucked up pranks. Fucked up pranks. That's right. But now we've got Julian and Carolyn missing. We've got two notes. So they bring the two notes together. And they look the same. They've got the same symbols on them. The handwriting is the same. These were clearly written by the same person. So together, the notes provided a possible suspect and motive. Each note bore the same bizarre symbol that police were able to determine belonged to a satanic neo-Nazi group called the Order of the Nine Angels, or O-N-A for short. That's wrong. Called the Order of the Nine Angles, which uh, is known as O-N-A for short. Brandy, if you're going to be part of a group, you should know how to pronounce the name. I'm not part (laughs) of this group, Kristen! (laughs) Also, can I just say, I'm sorry, if you... Can you pick a struggle? Either a Satanist or you're a neo-Nazi. Please don't be a satanic neo-Nazi. <laughs> we need to be a satanic Jesus. neo-Nazi. It's, you're right? really just I mean it's a, it's enough. Pick a fucking Let, lane. Truly. <laughs> oh god. Oh no, we're not just Satanists here. Um we're also um neo-Nazis. We're satanic neo-Nazis. Okay, Paul, are you all right? Who hurt you? Jesus. <laughs> okay, so do you guys want to hear a little bit about the Order of Nine I Angles? I mean, not really, but I guess O&A. we're going to. <laughs> <laughs> so the ONA began in the UK in the 1960s, and according to Wikipedia, the ONA advocates a spiritual path in which practitioners are required to break societal taboos by isolating themselves from society, committing crimes, embracing political extremism and violence, and uh, just this little tidbit about carrying out acts of human sacrifice. Jesus, Lord, listen, if you are a (laughs) neo-Nazi, you should be isolated from society. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, there are very nice Satanists out there who are like, um, we don't do ritual sacrifice. It's really fucking weird. Um, yeah. Can you just leave us out yeah. of this conversation? There is no nice neo-Nazi. Okay, you should be isolated. No. What? Mm-hmm. ONA members practice magic, believing that they are able to do it by channeling energies into their own causal realm from an a-causal realm where the laws of physics do not apply and these magical actions are designed to help them achieve their ultimate goal of establishing the imperium. You said a whole bunch of words that I did not understand. (laughs) That comes straight from Wikipedia, folks. Jesus Lord, that's like like a Scientologist trying to explain the different levels. Yes. You know, if you do this, then you get to connect to the flizzmflop and then that mm-hmm, brings you mm-hmm. into the realm of the ploop-plop and the ding-dongs. <laughs> and then if you get to the highest tier, you are a uh-huh. urethra entonologist. <laughs> yeah. Those are words. Yeah. And once you get to that Imperium, Orange Julius yeah. right next to it. <laughs> Doesn't this oh, sound shit. like... Right? <laughs> well, I didn't know there was an Orange <laughs> Julius in it for I me. I know. Now you're Fuck. like, well... <laughs> 
if I must, I must. <laughs> My God. They're like, we, we worship Satan, but there's also Dole Whip. So, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. From the time of their formation in the 1960s to their rise in notoriety in the 1980s, Brandy, several is this UK real? politicians. Is this, real? This, is, this is real. This is all real. There are actual this people of, who are in this group. This is a real, this is a real hate group. This is a real <laughs> satanic worship group. This Wikipedia page is very full. There's all kinds of information about it. All right. There, Order of nine angles. Kristen, there are still Hanson fans out there. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen's one of them. Kristen's one of them. There's a lid for every pot. They had one song a thousand years ago, and there are people that still stand them. There are, there is something yeah. for everyone out there, people. Yeah. Ellen, yeah, I am so so glad you just said this because I mentioned earlier my sister Kyla is a huge fan, and I will have you know that growing up. She was convinced she was going to marry Zach Hansen. So, yep. Kyla, this is That's just for you. That's the middle one, the hot one. No, the youngest one. He was. He's I'm the a, young one. I he was like missing teeth this. while he was playing the drums. <laughs> but he's the so hottest like, one now. He's the hottest one that, now. That, like, Kyla, are you listening to this? Your hero just shat all over the man you thought you'd love. You, do not try and come between me and Kyla. You are an instigator and a flagellator. Aren't they like conservative Christians? Like I'm the sure they are. I oh, think they are. are. They? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Are they like <laughs> what's that thing? Uh, the ones Purity where it's like culture. no gay. Um, purify the family. Family. What is that? Oh, yeah. family first. Focus on family first. Focus on the family. Yeah. Focus on family. Focus, Focus on, on family. family. Pat Roberts. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I I. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Hey, listen, sure like I just want to say gay Christians. people are focused on the family, too. We love kids. We yeah. just, you know, butt babies just don't survive. <laughs> Le- yeah, Holy they do love families. They just spit them out in the sink. So. <laughs> that's what happens. Bye bye. Almost loved you. Joey, that's when you Almost know. You. Like when Brandy says your name, like, oh, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> Is she disappointed? Is that it's, 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 she's bummed I, out? I think it's a sign that you're doing really great. When even Brandy exactly. has to be like, "My God, my God!" I just want to remind you that y'all yep. invited my gay ass on this show. You knew what you were getting into. <laughs> we sure did. We sure we did. knew what we were and doing. And we have zero regrets about it. <laughs> I have already come up with 20 versions of what I think happened and we're not even to the crazy part I'm sure okay excellent okay back to the ONA so from the time that they were formed there were several UK politicians that called for this ONA to be designated as a terrorist group and according to a report by the civil rights group the Southern Poverty Law Center the ONA quote holds an important position in the niche international nexus of occult esoteric and or satanic neo-nazi groups what did you what Uh, you just (laughs) You took a bunch of words and made a sentence and none of them made sense. What? So several newspapers have reported that the ONA is linked to a number of high profile figures from the far right and that the group is affiliated and shares members with neo-Nazi terrorist groups. So it's just bad, bad, real bad. These are bad people. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Wow. Mitch McConnell's been busy. No, I just like, how does he have the time? How does he have the time? (laughs) Okay, so following its formation in the UK in the 1960s, the group did eventually spread around Europe and to America and Canada and Russia and to Australia. At the time of this case, though, in 2008, there wasn't any confirmation that the ONA was active in Australia. 
So the police look at these letters and they are unsure of the legitimacy of them. But when the public learned of them, they thought the taking of these two young Christians was this group's way, the ONA's way of announcing we're here, we're in fucking Australia, be terrified. I mean, I'm terrified and I'm in New York. Where am I? I am terrified. Right. We've got a legitimate, like, terrorist organization, satanic neo-Nazi group leaving letters, maybe. Wow. I just want to say for the record again, not all Satanists are bad. No, yes. I totally agree. I, I think like the satanic temple is all about like just not not following those societal yeah. norms where it comes to like religion. Yeah, I and think stuff. those yeah. satanists would be like, wow, you guys are being really mean. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> OK, so by this time, the search for Julian and Carolyn was in full swing. Then the police wanted to talk to those who knew them best. This led them to sit down with their pastor. And these are two two churchy kids. And so they, the police sit down with the pastor and he's like, I know what's going on here. I don't think those notes are real. So the pastor told the investigators that he had actually met with Julian and Carolyn. Hold recently. on, hold on, Brandy. Brandy, could we try okay. something? Because you told yeah. us all to put our detective hats on. Yeah. We've got him on. Yeah. Should we okay. pause and see what everyone thinks is happening? Oh, sure. Do you guys want to give predictions at like this point? Like a halfway point? Yeah. Yeah, who wants to start? Okay, yeah. I've I've got one. And on our show, we frequently make guesses. Often we're wrong and we have to apologize to people. Julian, if I have to apologize to you, I absolutely will. I'm thinking this is all Julian. We love accountability, just so you know. Uh-huh. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a new it's, thing yeah. I'm trying. It's fun. <laughs> it's some kind of setup from Julian, but I am very confused as to who the sprinting person is. But I have no doubt this was a setup. And I don't know if it's a setup because he wanted to park his beef bus in her depot and she mm-hmm, closed mm-hmm, up shop. Mm-hmm, yeah. But mm-hmm. it's something around the sex. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Joey. Joey, what do you think? Are you on the same yes, page with I, these two ladies? This story, I'm riveted. I'm sorry. I know I keep interjecting too, but I'm also like, I'm sure I'm making all kinds of crazy faces because this story is nuts. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. It's a wild story. Yeah, it's wild. We're it's wild. podcasting okay. though, Joey, so it's not a visual yeah, medium. Podcasting, <laughs> Joey. <laughs> and now it's time for an ad. Doo-loo. Who doesn't love the good things in life, Kristen? No one. Or wait, is that too many double negatives? <laughs> I, think I don't so. know. Uh, hey, the bottom line <laughs> is, even though we enjoy a little luxury, it doesn't mean we can always afford it. Until we discovered Quince. Quince is our go-to for luxury essentials at affordable prices. Quince offers a range of high-quality items at prices within reach, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters from $50, washable silk tops and dresses, organic cotton sweaters, and 14-karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. We love that. Do we? Do we we love do. It? Yeah, we do. What'd you get from Quince? Okay. I got, so I love, they've got these high quality basics. I got this beautiful black sweater mm-hmm. that I feel like I can wear that thing for years to come. Yeah. Just a simple pair of black pants. I love them. They are so high quality. They mm-hmm. feel so great. And they were not expensive. Yeah. I got the Mongolian cashmere gloves. Oh, you think you're fancy now, do you? I bleeping do. <laughs> 
She's hardcore and she loves savings. Give yourself the luxury you deserve with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LGTC for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LGTC to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash LGTC. And now we're back from the ad. Doodaloo! So the pastor told the investigators that he had actually met with Julian and Carolyn recently as they were looking for guidance in their relationship. The couple had decided to marry, but they were not seeing eye to eye on when the actual wedding should take place. Mm -hmm. Julian was ready to get married now. So he knew he had to wait until Carolyn turned 18, which he had he'd come to terms with. He was okay with. But he wanted to marry as soon as she turned 18. And Carolyn, on the other hand, had this just wild notion that she should, I don't know, finish fucking high school first. She just wanted to finish high school. Wow. She was just holding they hands got with high school. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think you should finish high school, Carolyn. You know, yeah. when I graduated, mm-hmm. there was a girl that I graduated high school with, and she had a boyfriend uh, that they got married. We graduated in the first week of June, and she her wedding was three weeks later. And the real reason was is because they were waiting until they were married, and they, I mean, they wanted to have sex. And so they got married. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds terrible. Um, it does. I think a lot. Oh, gosh. Hmm. Mm, Kristen, what do you want to say? Well, okay, we might. <laughs> Patty, we might have you cut this. But don't you think like I think especially where we grew up, there were a lot of people who were saving it and a lot of people who, oh, my gosh, my first boyfriend or my first girlfriend, they're the one. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, come on. Yeah. 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 I've gotten a lot of shit on our podcast for saying that getting married young is just it's not for me and then people will be like I've been married 162 years and we got married I was like good for you Catherine good it's for just, you good for you I just you know think- what I got yeah I got married young I got married at 21 and it was fucking terrible <laughs> <laughs> listen I, I look back at my 21 year old self and I am just like yeah. who are you yeah. you yes. are an alien with yes. no sense of fashion, you fucked up your own eyebrows. You'll never get those back. <laughs> and your taste in men never improved. But I digress. Yeah. I was still an idiot. Listen, thank God gay marriage wasn't legal when I was 21. When I was 21, <laughs> when I was 21, I was taking ecstasy and dancing to Darude Sandstorm thinking this is a great song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Our listeners have heard you, but... The- I danced to that high on ecstasy and I thought yes of course you did I put glitter I used to put glitter in my hair spike it up there was Mm -hmm. no way I should have been married at 21 I mean Brandy were you a raver um no I was just a faggot Brandy (laughs) Jesus (laughs) fuck Still am. You can be better. Still am. Turns out there's no cure. I tried. Oh, there's no wow. cure. Jeez. We're gonna keep trying. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. See, Not Brandy, to get I off knew the rail that group. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so Julian wants to get married now because he's ready to fuck. And Carolyn's like, "Hey, can I just finish high school?" And he's like, "I don't know." <laughs> I don't know, can you? <laughs> yeah, 
exactly. So they sit down with their pastor to talk about it. And ultimately, their pastor had told them to take some time off from the yeah. relationship. Oh. He told them to take a month. He told them to take a month apart, figure out what they really wanted. And the pastor told the investigators at this point that month was up. And he believed that Carolyn and Julian had run off to get married. No. He didn't think the notes were real. He didn't think they were in danger. He believed they had eloped. Okay. This pastor is no detective. Right, because <laughs> we're firing him from the force here. Listen, I because mean. Because if Carolyn just wanted to wait and she's not doing it to placate anybody in her family, it's actually what she wants to do. Right. Why would, right. you know, why would she do that? I, I don't mm-hmm. think she was part of it. Yeah. Yeah, she for sure took this month and then decided, I actually don't want to be with this guy. Again, Julian, I'm sorry if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty (laughs) sure I'm like, you know, very confident. Yeah, she wanted to dump him. And then Julian has his little changes, change of clothes by this roadkill, this fascinating roadkill. And he's the dude. Yeah, I've got this solved. You don't even have to tell the rest of the story. Bing bang boom. All right, thanks for thanks for coming. You're today, welcome, Ellen and Joey. We appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> That's a wrap, y'all. <laughs> okay, so this is what the pastor says. Carolyn and Julian's families were super skeptical, though. They're like, absolutely not. They are not capable of something like this, especially the language in the notes that were left. They would never use that language. Shit us around. Absolutely not. <laughs> On top of that, on top of that, the <laughs> pair hadn't taken anything with them other than a picnic lunch, and there'd been no activity on their bank accounts. And so the parents were like, Mm-mm, nope, that's not it. They did not run off to get married. They are in danger. Days passed. Whoa. There were no leads on where the couple could be, and the police started to worry that they might not survive this if they are really were really kidnapped. Yeah. The searches were turning up nothing. Six days passed. And finally, the police were able to deliver some good news to both of the families. Carolyn and Julian were found nearly 200 kilometers from Budgery. That's about 125 miles. They were found after they stumbled onto a road near the Alpine National Park. As they stumbled out onto the road, a farmer just happened to be passing by and stopped and got them and rescued them. They were in terrible shape. They had suffered serious sunburns. They had blisters all over their bodies. They had cuts, but they weren't, you know, not majorly harmed. Like they were they were alive. They were. Is he naked as well? Because she had her clothes ripped. He's naked as well. They are both naked. They are both naked. They've got like strips of clothing on them, but they are essentially naked. And they've never seen that because all they've done is held hands. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. He just wanted to see some titties. I solved it. (laughs) (laughs) So this farmer rescues them, gets them back to Budgery, and once they're back home, Carolyn and Julian were immediately taken to the police station to be interviewed so that the police could find whoever had abducted them. Carolyn sat down with the police first and she told them everything. She recounted how she was tied up, how she was naked on the ground, and how she was praying when she heard that her kidnapper, her attacker, digging. And she thought for sure she was about to be murdered and he was digging her grave. But then, all of a sudden, the digging stopped 
and it sounded as if her attacker had walked away. So she began to struggle against her restraints, but she wasn't able to free herself. So she was laying there, continuing to pray after being unable to free herself from her restraints, when she heard Julian yelling her name. At some point, I I believe she had got the the kidnapper had either taken the duct tape off or it had come off because she was able to call back to him. And then Julian came into the clearing where the kidnapper had left her naked and hogtied. Julian was in the same state she was. He was naked. He was tied up. He had managed to get to his feet. And so he walked to her. And as he did, as he made his way over to Carolyn, he stopped and grabbed something off of the ground, something presumably dropped by their attacker. It was a knife. And he and Carolyn were able to use it to break free of their restraints. The kidnapper's gone. They're both naked. They get their restraints off of them. But they know they need to get the fuck out of here because they have no idea where this kidnapper is. So this is, you know, Carolyn's telling this to the investigators. This is her account of everything that happened. As they're, like, getting out of this clearing so they can't be seen if this kidnapper comes back, they notice that kind of off out of the way there was a, a sleeping bag and a little bit of food nearby. So they grabbed it and then they took off into the bush of Australia for fear that their attacker could come back. At any that is horrifying. One sleeping bag. One sleeping bag. Mm-hmm. Julian's <laughs> mm-hmm. like, listen, I know we're Christian and we made that pinky promise thing to the Lord above for the purity mm-hmm. and the sanctity mm-hmm. of your vagina. But and I know this guy mm-hmm. ripped off all our clothes, but it is so cold mm-hmm. out here. We only mm-hmm. have one sleeping bag, so sleeping I guess bag. I have to slide inside. You, of you are for a water. monster. <laughs> You're a horrible person. It's a setup. I this is all a setup. He's like, "What are we to do? We're not wearing clothes. I guess I'll lay mm-hmm. on top of you because we only have one mm-hmm. sleeping bag." That's right. It's so I, cold. Listen, not to quote Joey Taranto. I know I was born at night, but it wasn't last night. Okay. <laughs> Although Joey, I'm I'm with you. This is where I get nervous. I'm like. Am I going to be thrown off our imaginary police force? Is Julian a victim too? (laughs) Kristen, Julian is not a listener. You're not going to lose a patron, okay? (laughs) He's not at the five. He's not at the ten. Stop trying to placate Julian. Julian is a dill bag. Unless you listen to our podcast and you're our Patreon, in which case, I love you. So now they're making their way through the Australian bush and they <laughs> don't have a, any idea where they bush. are. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> I was I thought I was so mature when you said out in the bush. I didn't say a thing. No. I didn't either. But then she said it again. <laughs> yeah, she's asking for it. She That's also right. punched it a little up. bit more yep. this time. She was like, yeah. the bush, like yeah. that. The bush. She was daring yeah. us. She was. You were, she was like, she was like, come at me. <laughs> like that. So they want to get away from this area because they don't know where this kidnapper is. So as they're making their way through, Julian starts filling in Carolyn on his version of what happened. He said that while he was bent over looking at the animal carcass, someone came no. up behind him and hit him in the back of the head and knocked him out. He had only just come to when he started yelling Carolyn's name and found her in that clearing. You would never make it on our podcast, Brandy Pond. <laughs> yeah. We're talking bent about but we're barely keeping it together. And then she's got him bent over. <laughs> knocking him in the back. 
He had to come. Come on. Grow yeah. up, Brandy. Yeah. Grow up. <laughs> I do have to share with you both that earlier today when Brandy was walking in, we had just gotten a shipment of cat food. And it had been mm-hmm. outside. It's like freezing cold in Kansas City right now. So Norman opened up the cat food for the cats. And was it, was it Smalls? Cold. Huh? Is this an ad for Smalls? <laughs> this is not an no. ad. This is not an ad. <laughs> okay. Me. I was, I, me, I was like, I am not participating in your ad reads, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> now, Ellen, can you confirm that you love this cat food? <laughs> so Norm was very concerned about the cats having, you know, cat food that was too cold. So he decided to microwave it, all right? Imagine the scent. Okay, now, I'm no saint. I see an obvious joke, and I try not to make the obvious joke, but Norm walks by me and Brandy with two dishes of steamy cat food, fragrant cat food. Microwaved cat food. Disgusting. And of course I had to mention Brandy's vagina. (laughs) Of course. Of course she did. Of course. course I had no choice. And I feel like you're doing that to us now. You're bringing up the bush. The Mm -hmm. guy bent over. Here he comes. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. what are you expecting of us? Wow. It's low-hanging fruit, but we're only human. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Microwaved cat food is what Vincent Price was talking about in the Michael Jackson thriller video when he mentioned the funk of 40,000 years. That is what that is. <laughs> that is disgusting. Absolutely. And that's how we describe Brandy's <laughs> vagina, the funk of 40,000 years. I did read that on Reddit, actually. I just... I was like, you guys, let's keep it classy, but also like, that's agree. Right. <laughs> agreed, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on from my vagina, please. (laughs) Into the Australian bush. (laughs) That's right. Over the following days, Carolyn told the police that she and Julian were just making their way through this bushland and that the days were hot, the sun was blistering, but then the nights would be so cold and they were naked and all they had was this one sleeping bag. So they had to huddle together Mm -hmm. for warmth. And they were constantly terrified that their attacker was going to be you know, like finding them, that they were going to accidentally run into him. On top of that, the bush was fucking full of spiders and venomous snakes and fucking jackass kangaroos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jackass yeah. kangaroos. Which jacked-ass is... Jackass kangaroos. Joey's grinder username. But... <laughs> I'm just going to say one word and I just want to see your reaction because if you give me a reaction, you know what it is. Soaking. Oh. Oh, I 100% know what soaking is. Yes. Yeah. Don't tell yes. me that he was yeah. like, you know what will really keep us warm. So we'll 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 get there. Oh we'll get there. Oh. Right now, right now, Carolyn's just telling her account, and they are huddled together at night in that one sleeping bag, their naked bodies pressed together for warmth. The warmest part of your body. Do you know what the warmest part of your body second to the inside of your mouth? It has to be your undercarriage, right? Your neck. Your titties. Right? Like the titties. Oh. <laughs> You, you can't say breasts or boobs. It's the titties. Oh, yeah, titties. I was thinking it was like the downstairs area because just heat radiates off that thing. My titties are on fire. All right, which my is my gr- just my grinder username. Kind of normal temp, I think. <laughs> Joey has left the building. He's left entirely. Randy just legit took her two hands and rubbed in an inward motion. Both mine are. Uh, hold on, one second. Can you get just, that? Yeah. Can you? I'm gonna yeah. double check if you could get the. 
Yep. This yeah, ni- 97.4. Yeah, yeah 97.4 <laughs> on the titties. Y'all are Poor nasty. Yeah. <laughs> Joey, I recorded our pre-roll chat, so do not make me put that out to the people because we will all lose our credibility. Y'all all need to get right <laughs> with right. Jesus. That's right. Go ahead. Yes. <laughs> So Carolyn continues on about their experience here. And at one point, she said that they had gotten so turned around that they had accidentally returned to the clearing where they'd first been held. So Julian notices something as they like come back to that area, something that they had missed before. He spotted what he thought were, was some fabric. And sure enough, it was their clothes, the clothes the attacker had cut off of them. So at this point, they were able to kind of partially put some clothing on. He was like, they and recovered a their clothing that had been cut off. What is this mm-hmm. lube doing here? <laughs> I, it, there's your shirt. That's your old Navy shirt. And gentle glide. Oh my what gosh, what do you even do with this? What the do you have any ideas? Wait a minute. There's what is no... this? Is my... Oh my God. What is this? But there's no water here, but here's a small bottle of poppers. I wonder how. Oh, goodness me. Oh my God. What is this? Anal beads. I don't know. Is this a necklace? Is this your like necklace? Is this your necklace? Why does this necklace smell like shit? Wow. Oh, oh. God. <laughs> Hmm. Strange. Now I do have an I do have an on topic question, Brandy. Okay. Okay. You said the attacker cut the clothes off of these people. Yeah. Where are the cuts in Julian's clothes? That's a good question and not one that I have the answer to, Kristen. Hmm. I'm very sorry. Hmm. It is a good question though. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, I'm guessing that that Carolyn's cut just straight down the middle, right? So she's kind of got like a she got like a cardigan situation now. Yep. Right? Yeah, that's what I'm picturing. Well, I'm just Julian asking, probably got like one slice on the side. Yep. Yeah, I'm just asking if you're cutting your own clothes, you're gonna it's gonna be a little more obvious. Mm-hmm. But you know, mm-hmm. anyhow, mm-hmm. Okay. okay. All right. So it was shortly after they were able to find some of this clothing that they wandered out onto that road and they were rescued by that farmer. So then the police sit down with Julian, and Julian's account was very consistent with Carolyn's, aside from that time where he had been unconscious. He didn't know any of the driving stuff. He didn't know how they'd ended up in that clearing. He just, you know, came to and knew, could just sense that Carolyn was somewhere nearby because of their, on account of their love. Got it. Obviously. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So police were like, all right, first stop is finding that clearing so we can see if there's anything that was left behind, find some evidence, find something that will lead us to who had done this. And they actually were able to. They made it to that clearing. They found where it was and they recovered a bunch of stuff, a shovel, some duct tape, bits of rope, some of the cut clothing. And they took it, you know, back to the I, lab in Australia. Did, yeah. Tell them the other and things. Yeah. What the else? DVD what, what, of oh, oh, the shaving right and the anal beads. Yeah, yeah. Shaving Ryan's private. <laughs> I mean, come on. And a VHS copy of Showgirls. Really weird. Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing with this? We so, don't know. So weird. And some edibles. <laughs> Side note: Did you do you all remember? Did you ever watch Showgirls on VH1? No. Oh yeah. Because yeah, they I would did. put computer-generated bras over yes. their breasts. Yes. 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 Yeah. Anyway, that's the end of that story. Keep going, Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> so they've got all this evidence back at the lab, and uh, they're able to determine that it all belonged to the same person. And that person was Julian Buckwell. Oh, of course. Up. Get out of mm-hmm. here. Yeah. <laughs> 
The twist so would police... have been the pastor. No shit, right? Yeah, because that was that was the sneaky thing that kept sneaking into yeah. my brain. But then mm-hmm. I was like, these are just not smart criminals. Yeah, yeah. Of course, it all belongs. So police to him. bring Julian back in for questioning, and they pressed him, and they pressed him about it, and he's sticking to his story. And then they're like. Hey, we need to take pictures of the injury to the back of your head. The when they knocked you out, <laughs> yeah. we need to get a picture of that. And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's fine." Except there was no fucking injury wow. to the back of his head. So finally, under the pressure of questioning, Julian confessed that he was the one behind the attack on Carolyn. Wow. He had planted all of the stuff for this ahead of time. He had written those notes that would be sent to the two families. What the fuck? This had been long planned. Everything that the attacker had done to Carolyn had been Julian. And the digging that Carolyn had heard was him burying a bunch of evidence that linked him to this. Oh. Oh. What mm-hmm. a dumb dumb. Was it literally just to lay with her naked? That was his we'll motive? What the hell? Okay. We'll get there. So when the attacker had walked away, when Carolyn was like, oh my gosh, I'm here by myself. And then all of a sudden she hears Julian's voice. He had gone off. He had hidden his car and cut his own clothes off and then cu- tied himself up. And he'd come in and pretended to discover Carolyn and rescue her. He said initially that his motive behind this was just because... He wanted to spend a little time with his girlfriend, just like oh. a little bit extra time. Oh, he didn't feel that's like he was getting so enough time sweet. with her. Yeah. And so he just wanted to spend sure. a little bit extra time. Just totally traumatize her and scare mm-hmm. the shit out of mm-hmm. all of her family, her loved ones, everybody. Yep. yep. Has mm-hmm. this man ever heard of yeah, bumper so cars? Then... Has he never heard of paintball? <laughs> Has he never heard of a fair? <laughs> Is there not something y'all could go to a yeah. Chili's? Have you a nice Cajun chicken pasta? You don't need to kidnap your girlfriend in order to spend time with her. What the fuck? Mm -hmm. Is it weird that I would commit a similar crime, but in the opposite vein? (laughs) I would be like... Just to get like a little free time? Yeah, I'd be like, how... (laughs) How do I get kidnapped? (laughs) What bush do I need to be a part of Uh in order for you to just leave me alone for a little bit? Because I said once a week is plenty. Wow. And I don't... I don't need to see you every day. How did, is there, we could talk mm-hmm. after the ladies episode. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, 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 yeah. ladies and gentlemen, days and thems, Ellen Marsh is single. <laughs> and broken. <laughs> Beyond repair. An important designation. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to our podcast, it's a blast. Okay. So then they go back and they talk to Carolyn again. Now Carolyn is privy to like, that Julian was behind this whole thing. And she's like, Oh, my gosh. Like, the whole time that we're naked, like, when we're laying together at night, he pressured me the whole time to have sex. He told us it would keep us warm. And, like, when she said no to that, he then would be like, well, you know, we might die out here, so we should get married in the eyes of the Lord. So let's have just a private marriage, just the two of us. And, again, Carolyn was like, no, I could never do that to my parents. Like, I couldn't get married without my parents. And, like, God God knows. God's got us. God's going to save us from this. We're good. We do not need to have sex. We do not need to get married. And like he, over this six day period, he keeps pushing her and pushing her and pushing her to have sex. And she says, she says no every single time. And so then finally on the sixth day, he's like, well, I guess I'm not going to fuck. So he's like, let's find our way out of here. He had a fucking map. 
the whole time. What? Okay. He got them out of there. Am I taking yeah. us too far? Am I am I interjecting too much? You guys can tell me to shut the fuck up. No, you're good. No. I would like to propose a perspective mm-hmm. and just zoom out for a minute. Okay. And there are men that can't even return a text message. <laughs> right? <laughs> This is an interesting take, Ellen. <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying the trauma is there. I understand kidnapping is wrong. All of that is wrong. But if you find the romance in this. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that all sure. he wanted to do was be with her. And he was willing to go through all these steps. I can't even get a man to buy me a second round sometimes and that's on me and that's something i need to unpack but i would like to say a different version of this story mm-hmm. could be very romantic and now's a good time to say this episode is sponsored by better help <laughs> promo code lgtc help 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 exclamation mark exclamation mark you know, I just want to say here too, like, first of all, let's just remove their age for a second because he was what? He was yeah. 20 years old at this. T- no, no, no. He's 22. She's yeah. 17. So I don't know yeah. what the age of consent is in Australia. Uh, okay. I don't either. Yeah. But let's just forget their ages for a second. Purity culture is so insidious. I'm not saying that we can blame it all on this, but there is a psychology behind Mm -hmm. telling people, like making sex so evil, making it so wrong, riddling kids with guilt instead of educating them on how to be responsible, uh, responsible people who do engage in sex acts, how to take care of themselves and the psychology behind it. It's just so dark that this guy felt in his head because he carried it out that he was like the only way i could get someone to have sex with me is through kidnapping her and putting her in what she thinks is a life or death situation granted i'm not saying like it's her right she didn't want to have sex take no for an answer my guy but this guy was so twisted about sex and what it means to be a consenting adult having sex that he decided the best route was to fake a kidnapping it's just so dark. Is this a weird take? No, no, I totally agree. I think this is so based in purity culture. I, mm-hmm. I completely agree. But also, regardless of whether or not you're, you know, you're uh, embedded in purity culture or not, take no for an answer. No is a, no is a full sentence. No yes. is no. And if you really love someone, you will respect that because maybe even let's take God out of it. Maybe she's not emotionally ready. Maybe she's not comfortable in her body. Maybe she whatever the answer is, it's a no, whatever the reason is, it's a no. You need to respect yeah. that, my guy. Absolutely. But also in the same vein, when you make something so taboo and so off yep. limits, you want yep. it more. It, it, taking away that he's 20 yep. years old and he's horny as fuck and he wants yeah. to have sex because that is a basic uh, usually not with some people there are some people that are asexual but generally yeah. your basic human emotion is to want to be physical with somebody and that's fine yeah. so getting to yeah. that place where it's so naughty it's so taboo it's so off mm-hmm. limits it just makes you want and it also it right. creates Even a more, warped view of sex it's very Mm -hmm. warped yes again i'm not saying like this guy's actions are not justified in any way shape or form no of course of course no we're not saying that at all yeah 
someone who could carry that Unless out. Unless you think it's like kind of romantic. <laughs> like Ellen does. Which, by the way, I'm we have let saying, her go from the police like, force. Okay, we can't handle that. He had to make some plans. You know, he didn't just go on a Resi app. He made some plans. He had maps. He had duct tape. You know. But this guy made this plan and carried it out. It's like, that is wild. And and Carolyn had no that poor baby idea. She really thought... Her life was at risk. That's, she's terrified she for her life. Her cortisol yes. levels are raised. She yes. is probably, uh, you know, physically drained. That is yes. living in fear for six days straight. I mean, of course, there are people who do it for much longer. Yeah. But that is yeah. so unhealthy. Also, can I just say, too, Absolutely. sorry, I, I keep interjecting. I have so much respect for the amount of self-respect she has. She's like, no kidding. I'm in a life or death situation. Yeah. I don't care. I am going. This, these are my mm-hmm. beliefs. You are not going to pressure me. Like it's kind of amazing. It I is. I think it is amazing. I really agree. Yeah. I think yeah. also, but also maybe the D wasn't. Shut that up, Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> he fucked up taking his clothes off. You know, she saw yeah. what he was working mm-hmm. with and was not interested. Yeah. Listen, no. they're disgusting. Ew. Get that away hey, from hey, me. I don't hey, want to hey, touch hey, that. Hey, I don't hey, care hey, how cold hey, it is. Hey, hey, <laughs> Ow! You sleep outside the sleeping bag. I'm gonna sleep in the sleeping bag. You take that thing somewhere else. You go. I don't know. Figure out what you're gonna do with that thing. Little, little garden snake. Go ahead with your thought, Kristen. That I think Ellen's done for the rest of the episode. <laughs> no, I. Oh shit! It was a brilliant thought too. Wow. Mm-hmm. No, what was I gonna say about this lady? Oh shit. Okay, Brandy. I hear what you're saying about she didn't know. That it was him. Yeah, and obviously, mm-hmm. like, to me, the only thing that could be wilder than, oh my gosh, we've been kidnapped by someone, is my boyfriend did this to me. Yeah. That would be, like, yeah. too much. That'd be too much to handle on top of everything that's mm-hmm. already going on. But I do think there's something to the fact that she kept saying no to him for six days. I think on some gut level. Mm. I, I she don't, knew or suspected. Maybe not knew or suspected even, but just knew this is not this is not the guy. This is not the guy yeah. at all. And like, I will never be ready for this guy. Yeah, I agree. Boy. It's possible. Six yeah. days. I mean, they were naked, wandering the wilderness for six days. If I were her, and I'm like, I can't believe this guy is still. Trying to get me to have sex with him when it, I am neither of us have showered, we are we haven't eaten, we have blisters on us, uh, and he is still actively trying to have sex with me. Gross! You are an asshole. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not fucking anywhere where there's those Australia sprites. Absolutely not. Well, absolutely not. And Brandy, you're a never nude, so let's just you that's know, true. Just... I I I would have just died. I would have just ceased to exist at the moment. Like, listen, cut off. And there's no bathroom. <laughs> what she died? There's no bathroom nudity. in the bush to fart. <laughs> so yeah. that's right. I'm just at this point. I have just I'm full of farts because I have no bathroom to fart in. I'm like Marge in Harry Potter. I've blown up and I'm about to float away because all my farts are trapped inside of me. 
Okay, so it comes out finally that Julian has fabricated this whole thing. He set this whole thing up. And after his confession, Julian was charged with kidnapping, abduction with the intent to marry. That's and a smattering of other charges. That's a charge? Abduction with intent to marry. Yeah, that's an official charge. Wait, so that means there's like case law? Like that means Apparently like, this in Australia, is- yeah. Wow. Okay, this is kind of a country bumpkin thing, but now I yeah. I mean, this is where my people come from. You know, that was a thing, like steal the bride. Yeah. <laughs> Did you I'm see sorry seven for making brides that face. for seven brothers? <laughs> yeah, that is wild. Julian, yeah. if you can hear this, you're an asshole. He's on the five. <laughs> He's on the five dollar mm-hmm. What level. a dickhead. <laughs> he loves our bonus episodes. <laughs> yeah. I just keep thinking it's like landing on me more and more because I'm like you have traumatized this person. If I were mm-hmm. her, I'd oh, be like, 100%. Who can, I, who can I trust? Right. Yep. Okay, so this is really where my international disclaimer comes in because I was not able to find like any coverage of Julian's trial. But these are the mm. things that I know. Good thing we're not, let's the go jury. to court. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the jury heard, Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> Dragger! <laughs> <laughs> the jury did hear... Carolyn's account of the whole traumatic ordeal, including the fact that she had substantial lasting injuries to her neck, back, and hands from being hogtied and thrown in the back seat for six hours. Yeah. And I believe, this is what I've pieced together, that the defense's take on this whole thing was that it was like, this has just really been blown out of proportion here. Julian was just a bit misguided in his attempt to spend a little extra time with his beloved girlfriend, the woman he wanted to marry. Oh, we've all been there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So Everybody calm the fuck down. It was he very, just wanted to hang out with his girlfriend. It just she's being a hysterical woman. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. This falls mm-hmm. under case law of the mm-hmm. people versus all the hysterical women. <laughs> dot yeah. Yeah. C4. That is wild mm-hmm. to me. Com. Yeah. That is absolutely yeah. wild. Wait, you know, wait, so you said she had, did you say she had permanent damage? She has, yeah, lasting injuries to her neck, back, and hands from being hogtied and in that position for so long. Have you been following the Ruby Frank case? Yes, yes. So that's a real thing because her Mm -hmm. son has like a permanently messed up shoulder. From the beanbag chair or whatever? One of the ways he was held. Yeah. And and I remember thinking like, oh, it was not a short amount of time. Obviously, she abused her children. But it does not take much to Mm -mm. hurt your body permanently from sitting in that position Mm. from so long. Yeah. That is so tragic. Yeah. So in August of 2009, the jury found Julian Buckwald guilty of kidnapping. And his sentencing was set for September, with Julian being allowed to remain out on bond until then. But the day of sentencing came, and Julian was nowhere to be found. He's in the bush, right? (laughs) Give me a fucking break with this stuff. So authorities later learned that Julian had managed to obtain an Indian passport, and he had fled the country. He dyed his hair black, applied several layers of self-tanner, oh my God. doctored an Indian passport with a picture of his new look, and boarded a plane for India. <laughs> this disguise was so terrible. It was all splotchy. I mean, he was in brown face. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it was all splotchy. It's like Countess de la Seps when she w- dressed up as Diana Ross. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Somehow. That's what the TSA agent said. <laughs> that is, that Wait, is, yeah. That's it's an official quote This is here. post 9-11. This is 2008. How on 2008, earth? yeah. Yeah. Would he have gotten a fake passport? Well, I guess regulations have changed with like the ho- yeah. holograms and stuff. I yes. guess that's. Yes, they have. Yeah. So he managed to get out of Australia, but his disguise was so bad that he was detained immediately upon landing in India. It's believed that he was trying to make his way to Germany, where he was born and where he still had some family, but he was promptly shipped back to Australia. Once back in Australia, Julian learned that he had been sentenced in absentia to seven years and three months for the kidnapping. Is that all? Mm-hmm. Wow. Seven years and three months. And it was only like the minimum requirement was that he would have to serve five years of that before being eligible for uh-huh. parole. Six months was then added to that minimum sentence for the fleeing the country. But Julian Buckwald wasn't done. He appealed his sentence. He argued that there had been a great miscarriage of justice because the trial judge had issued improper directions to the jury and the judge had improperly intervened during some cross-examination. He also argued that his sentence was manifestly excessive. Ooh. Those are two very important words, but don't make sense when put together. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So in December of 2011, the Court of Appeal judges Marsha Neve, Robert Redlick, and Hartley Hansen rejected Julian's Thank appeal. God. They found that the, mm-hmm. yes, they found that there had been no substantial miscarriage of justice and that the prosecution's case had been overwhelming. They also believed that the sentence he received was well within range. He had been facing up to 20 years and he got 7. Yeah. That is Yeah. More than fair, yeah. sir. Yeah, Calm down. I totally mm-hmm. agree. Totally agree. Justice Hansen said aspects of Julian's scheme were, quote, amateurish in the extreme, in particular, the failure to devise any plausible motive to explain why unknown persons would have kidnapped both of them. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> At this point, did he have to issue an apology to those mystical neo-Nazis who say, sorry, I dragged you boys into this? Yeah. Uh, I, I did not. I did not come across any apologies All right. to the yeah. The Satanists were like, I told you, we don't do that. <laughs> we would mm-hmm. never. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the justices went on to say the applicant nevertheless exhibited significant planning and forethought designed to achieve his goal of spending an extended period of time alone with the victim, while at the same time avoiding her recognizing him as the kidnapper. Also, as the trial judge found, the applicant generally knew from his maps where they were throughout and at any time could have ended the ordeal, yet he chose to perpetuate the terrifying charade for his own perverse gratification. In short, the offending was premeditated, calculated, and prolonged. Wow. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. Yep. I'm just saying, I was married to a man who shopped for my Christmas presents on Christmas Eve every year. Mm-hmm. So the planning is kind of hot to me. <laughs> The bar is low, y'all. It's quite yeah. low. so low. So yeah. low. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. This man's got to be out so, by now. Ellen, you, you <laughs> available? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You want to hear? Let's hear more. Listen, okay, so Julian. I know you're Julian's- kind of creepy, but you're also a planner. And I think that's hot. And that's so hot. <laughs> So Julian's appeal is denied. He remains in prison. 
as I, at this particular time. Yeah. Okay. As I mentioned, though, Julian was born in Germany, but he had moved to Australia when he was just a year old. He did not have Australian citizenship. Shit- <laughs> uh, shit- shit- like citizenship. Australian citizenship. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out he didn't have Australian citizenship, but he did hold a permanent residency visa. But in 2014, the Immigration and Border Protection Department told Julian that his permanent residency visa was under review. Fair. So Julian responded by showing that he had job offers pending his release. He had a spotless record before this whole, you know, kidnap ploy. All of his life, his friends, his family were in Australia. He had no knowledge of Germany at all. He'd left there when he was a year old. He didn't know anybody there. He didn't know the language. He didn't know life there. But his appeal was rejected. And in October of 2014, the immigration minister, Scott Morrison, canceled wow, his visa. Wow, good. Mm-hmm. As soon as he was going to be released, he would be shipped out of Australia. So again, Julian appealed this to the federal court before Justice Morty Bromberg. But it was determined there was no argument for an appeal because the immigration minister had acted within the law. If Julian had applied for citizenship before this whole thing, like it would have been granted. He would have met all of the of requirements course, yeah. for it. But he never did. And so in 2016, following his release from prison, he was shipped to Germany. Wow. They were like, you're Germany's Germany's problem now. And you know what they don't have Mm -hmm. in Germany? Bush. (laughs) (laughs) There's no Bush out there. Yeah, there's a waxing salon on every corner. Oh, my goodness. Ah. (laughs) Do we have any updates as to where Julian is today? Or Carolyn, did he change his name? Did he put on any self-tanner and try and (laughs) move somewhere? I was not able to find anything on Julian as of today. And it does not appear, as far as I was able to find, that Carolyn has ever spoken publicly about this I don't blame her. I don't blame her either. Yeah. So I hope she is doing well. I can't even imagine the trauma this would have caused her. Yeah, that's the story of a kidnapping. 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 It's a kidnapping. Medic! Can we get a medic? Australian style! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now, how bad does the self-tanner application have to be for them to just be like, no, sir, get the hell out of here? Yeah. Because you know yeah. TSA has seen some shit. Right. So that had Absolutely. to be really seen some yes. shit. piss poor. Yes. That's not normal. I'm sure they were like, get no. your racist ass out of here. We want nothing exactly. to do with you. Exactly. You showed up in brown face. What the fuck? Did anyone see Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder? It's giving <laughs> really yeah. insensitive. Yeah. That yeah. is a fascinating story. I love that it wasn't dark. I mean, I am very sorry for Carolyn's trauma. Of I'm course. Sure, and and of I'm course. sure with things like that, it's like, how many years was she associated with that story? Because clearly yeah. it's so well known that your listener knew about yeah. it. It's in the yeah. sort of true crime space. And poor thing was yeah. like, I just wanted to not have sex with my boyfriend. Yeah. Did right. you say that the story... I just wanted to wait to get married. Did you say the story wasn't that dark? <laughs> Nobody died. You know I that, yes. I like it when nobody know. This dies. Shit you know is I pretty like pretty dark, Yellen. It's pretty dark. It is dark, <laughs> of course, but you know what I mean like Yeah. Everybody survived, which is more than I can say for this episode because I I'm sure people had turned it off 12 minutes in. <laughs> Joey, and it's only I, because we're here. 
I totally understand where you're coming from. Every podcast has just a terrible person on board, yeah. you know, and Brandy just, she'll yeah, waltz in here. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? Oh, yeah, I've got a story to mm-hmm. tell. Family annihilator, you know, just terrible <laughs> yeah. stuff. And so, yeah, then that's my favorite case. Then that's my favorite type of case. A case like this, we're like, oh, a light one, a refreshing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we are so a refreshing too. Yeah, we are so fucked up. It's like yep. it's like stray yep. dog syndrome. It's like me being like, well, how tall was he? Oh my god! <laughs> like, <laughs> is it? I mean, because mm-hmm. I feel Absolutely. like I could find a, a sweeter side of him. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ellen's, Ellen turns into Coldplay, and she's like, I will try to fix you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know how it goes? It goes like the earth and then the earth's crust. What's below yeah. the earth's crust? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's where my standards are. <laughs> and now it's time for an ad. Doodaloo. Kristen, your hair is looking amazing. Please. What's your secret? Back off a little bit, okay? (laughs) Ever since I started using pros, people are just all over me. You know, most of you have probably heard me sing the praises of pros, and they're truly custom made to order hair care. Switching to a custom routine from pros was one of the best things I've done for my hair. And the results I'm seeing just keep getting better. Would you say it's shinier? I would. Would you say it's smoother? You tell me. Ooh. Beautiful. <laughs> Would you say it's softer, stronger, better, faster? I don't know about faster. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love pros because you answer all these questions that they have and they beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, go to their lab. They give you the perfect formula for you. So I get to tell them, okay, here's what I like in a fragrance. Here are my hair concerns. And they give me exactly what I need. Yes, by analyzing over 85 personal factors, pros handpicks clean, sustainably sourced ingredients that get you closer to your hair goals with every wash. So I can just use weird voices in an ad and you're not going to... I'm fine with it. I'm pretty used to it by now. My favorite feature is Pros' Review and Refine tool, which lets me tweak my formulas for any reason. In case I change up my address, my hair color, I get bangs. I take away the bangs. (laughs) I change the hair color again. No matter what I've got going on, they will tweak it and refine it. That's right. And as a curb... Curbin. Curbin. As a curbin neutral certified B Corp, Pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty, don't you know? All their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty-free. They're also the first custom beauty brand to go carbon neutral. Custom made to order hair care from Pros has your name all over it. (laughs) Take their free in-depth hair consultation and get 50% off your first subscription order today. Plus 15% off and free shipping every subscription order after that. Go to pros.com slash LGTC. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash L-G-T-C for your free in-depth hair consultation and 50% off your first subscription order. And now we're back from the ad. Doodaloo! <laughs> this case was wild. Yes. Yeah, it was nutso bananas, as I like yeah. to say. Yeah. Also, you guys are such great storytellers. I feel like I was like, God, I wish I did this all the time because I love engaging, but it's like I don't have to read it. So it's like you're my own like Wikipedia. So I'm like, just yeah. tell me a story. Yeah. You're both so. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I love I'll be like, you guys, I don't want to research this. Can you do it? And just like, tell it to me. Tell it to me any day. <laughs> That's right. Anytime you want, Ellen. Okay, now we do have a thing that we'd like to do. If you guys have time, Mm -hmm. 
So at the end of every episode, we ask our Discord if they have any questions for us. And we asked our Discord if they had questions for you two. So we picked four questions. Mm. Just four. Okay. Okay. I'm going to read you my favorite question first. That's so sweet. You asked our Discord about they were so yeah, excited. we did. Oh, they were so excited. Join our Patreon at the $5 level or yeah. higher to get into our Discord, yeah. get the bonus episodes, <laughs> get the Zoom calls, get all the things. All right. That, that was a good plug. There we go. Okay. <laughs> you two, Broadway performers, here's the question for you. Elderly Bigfoot wants to know, is it ever okay to eat during a live performance? Does it depend on how many people are in attendance? As an audience member, is it okay? Yeah. No. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I remember, what was, I don't remember what show I was in, but there, oh, it was Rock of Ages. And there was a person on the front row eating ice during a scene. Oh, and it God. was so loud and it was infuriating um, because it's just clear. And we're trying to do this scene. There was like not a lot of meat to that show. It was like the one scene where there's like a little bit of meat. And I'm like, Sherry, what, how could you do this? <laughs> And I, and I it, so no, the answer is no. And do not unwrap a candy. Mm. Oh my gosh, just it's the worst. Yep. Joey, yeah. so when you said they were on the front row, were they just like planking on the seats? They were just on the front row like that, like laying across, or how were they on you are the not better than me? Oh. You've never been better than me. You never will be better than me. Look at you. You got a cone on your head. You look like a you look like flashing lights on a highway. You not you know better than me. Just, you look I just like want to know how you get can be on. Head. I just want to know how you can be on the front row. Just like, <laughs> you know, I, I agree with Joey. I think the thing when you're on Broadway, I think the thing that people don't realize is we can see you. We can see clear to the back. If oh, we're looking, oh, yeah. you know, like we, you kind of do a thing when you're performing. You kind of haze it out when you're in the moment. But if you're sitting and you're not doing anything, I'm like, look at look at. Three rows back, four seats in. Look, we can see everything, and we have seen everything. I was going to say, you ever seen anybody giving a handy? No, but we have seen people make out. We've seen people throw up. Right. We've seen we've seen it all. all right. But when you're at like our live show, I want you to be. That is people like are giving handies there. <laughs> well, yeah, give hand, we give there. handies. God, I hope so. <laughs> Sorry, it's we me giving out the, the handies. The general Brandy. admission, the VIP, and then the handy. Yeah. And yeah. sure, it's, yeah. you have to pay extra, but it's there. For, I mean, what, what do you think? We're yeah. animals? What do you think we're not going to offer? <laughs> what do you think we're not going to make our, our listenership happy? Of course we are. We're going to yeah. do whatever we can. We're needy. She, we're needy people. Ellen has weak wrists. We're working. Yeah. <laughs> Also, if you are recording, she's just constantly working as Truly, a exactly. Yeah. Um, also, if look you're at these holding up, what, who, who, what kind of job am I giving? I'm not giving. In, look at these wrists. No. Not to completion. That's not, a, that's not a job. That's a project. Yeah, not, no. not to completion. Also, if you are holding your phone up and recording, we see it. The reflection from the phone with the lights, we see it. It's yeah. actually infuriating as well. Did not ask this question, and so feel free to tell me to, you know, go kick rocks. One time. When I was in Pretty Woman, we had a passerelle, and an, a passerelle is like the stage is here, that, and then it kind of comes out sort of in like a U, and the pit yeah. is there. So the passerelle goes out to the audience. And this was in 2019. I can't remember what kind of, we were just a little on edge. Something big had just happened. It wasn't Sandy Hook, it was something else. I can mm-hmm. actually feel it right now, just even thinking about it. I had my friend uh, Brian and my friend Jake on either side of me, and someone um, I can see it in my in my mind's eye right now pulled out a phone, and I thought it was a gun. Oh, 
And when yeah. I oh literally my, my heart is racing thinking yeah. about it. And my friend Brian and I went like and I fell back and I grabbed his arm. He goes, you OK? I can't even describe that immediate anxiety because you. I saw it and I saw it flash and my imagination and my mm-hmm. anxiety because that is something that like we go through a safety training when you enter a new theater. How easy would that be for an active shooter yeah. Yeah. to kill everyone on stage? Yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah. You know, well, I good ideas, Ellen. Thanks a lot. No, I mean, <laughs> it is something Jesus. that it is a I have had that nightmare yeah. and I will never forget that day. And and I couldn't bring myself down from where like yeah, my yeah. adrenaline had taken. It was a split second. It was like a it was from here to it was just the, the um, reflection yeah. for a second. I look at my arm. I literally have chills yeah. just like thinking about it because yeah. you're so vulnerable. But and that person didn't know it was during the finale. We were taking our bows. They're it's perfectly acceptable to film that. But that's mm-hmm. sort of like you know where we are, and we do we see sure, everything. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought us on our comedy podcast. Your comedy that like, podcast. Lord, that took a dark turn. <laughs> Let's just talk that's about so active so shooters. One of, one of the, your most traumatizing moments, Ellen. <laughs> Any more questions, um, Kristen? (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to talk about my dad leaving my family? Or (laughs) well, Brandy's going to rub that in at the very end. She's just going to be like, "And by the way, I've got some stuff saved. You know, got a stepdad too." (laughs) Okay, sir, I want to buy these shoes. Wants to know if you had to experience one, would you rather have a Frogger or a neighbor from Fear Thy Neighbor? It would have to be fear thy neighbor because someone living in my house, yeah, I, 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 I don't know what I would do. I, I truly don't. No, that's... I can call the police on a neighbor. I, I don't know. I can set up cameras. Yeah, I, I don't know. Someone living in my house, no, no, sir. Mm-mm. Frogging is terrifying yes. to me. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna agree with Joey. The neighbor, you can at least shut the door. But Fear Thy Neighbor was some of our most terrifying episodes. Those people were fearful, which really is a great title because it's fear. I fear it. And the neighbor. (laughs) Frogging is a no from me, dog, for sure. Okay. Doppin' Dits wants to know, what I Think Not episode would you recommend for a new listener? So there's like two people in our Discord who was like, we're like, I haven't listened yet. So now let's help them out. What's a great episode to start with? Do you guys have a favorite? I hate myself every episode. (laughs) Sure. I sit there and I say, I don't know how we have listeners. I don't know how we have loyal fans. I hate myself. Why do I do this? And, And then I sit back and I do it again. I think our frogging episodes, even though it's terrifying, because I really do. Listen, I love true crime. I really do. But I have a sort of angel devil thing about it because I I am also very emotional and I get very wrapped up in cases sometimes. And please enjoy when I cry on our comedy podcast. And I do feel a sense of that, like, we can be a little bit sillier when I know nobody is genuinely physically hurt. I think Joey and I really thrive in episodes. Like, we covered a series called Pink Collar Crimes on our Patreon. Mm -hmm. And again, Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, uh, uh, an accountant who cooked the books and things like that. Coupon clippers. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And so I think that we also love covering stories that people who normally wouldn't absorb or take in a story because it's too dark. And we sort of, we don't go into graphic detail. 
that's not really our jam. So I think we do a good job on the darker ones, but I think we really thrive in the more lighthearted ones. Do you agree? I agree. Joey? I think frogging is a great place to start because it is just wild. And we laughed through a lot of them, but people people love to hate the frogging episodes. So I would say start with frogging. But okay. thank you Excellent. for even wanting yeah. to be a listener. And if you like us, great. And if you don't, please don't tell me because I can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. We, we make the same request. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, last question. This one comes from Norston and Bravid, and it's for Joey. What would the Holy Ghost tell our gals? <laughs> well, he would say, can Patty put reverb on my Holy Ghost? I think Patty can. Joey, it's me, the Holy Ghost. I've been trying to get through to Kristen and Brandy ever since they refused to sign those purity contracts. <laughs> I've been watching you both. You both have filthy mouths. Everything that comes out of your mouth is a lie, and everything that goes in it is a dick. <laughs> I mean, you can't argue with the Holy Ghost. Anyway, bye. (laughs) (laughs) That is a quote. If anybody can name what that quote is from, everything that comes out of your mouth is a lie and everything that goes in it is a dick, you you will win my respect. (laughs) Someone will know. I know it, but I can't place it. I knew it as soon as you said it. The person responds, everything that goes in is dicks? (laughs) You know what it is. That is the next line. What is it I don't know if that's the next line, actually, but it's from from This Is 40. Yes! Yes! (laughs) Dear God. She's like, Brandy's known for her small reactions. Can I just tell y'all again how much I love y'all? Ellen and I adore you. You're both so good at your job and you're just fun. And it's the best when you get to do something like this with people that you're like, I just want to sit and have some beers with you. Yeah. Which we will because we're coming to your live show. Yes! That's right. Yes, you are. That's right. I would say yes. come to their live show, but it's sold out, bitches. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, we can't wait. Thank you for doing this with us, guys. Yeah. This has been so fun. Pleasure is Thank all ours. Thank you for letting letting us. Your podcast has now jumped the shark. You've kept this podcast <laughs> going for so long, and that's right. This is where you, the ratings go down. They're like, how do we have a four point three now, Joey and Ellen? <laughs> Can you tell the people where to find you all, where to find your stuff, all of that? Go ahead, baby. Well, you can find us on all of your podcast platforms at, you know, I Think Not. You can also find us on social media on all platforms at I Think Not Pod. You can find me on Instagram at It's Joey Taranto. And you can find Yellen uh, at Ellen, Ellen with a Y, Ellen Marsh. And in case you were wondering, by the end of this episode, I'm still gay. In fact, I'm gayer than ever. (laughs) Wow. And did you want to give out your grinder <laughs> name? <laughs> we also we also have a tour coming up. We are coming to so far we're coming to uh, a bunch of cities. I, I don't know. They're going to be changing. We're we're going to like you know D.C., L.A. I think we're going to Denver, Orlando. But we're not going to Joey Denver. and I. St. We're Louis. not going to Denver. St. St. Louis. St. Louis. Yes. <laughs> but. We really would love for you to come to our live show. That is really where we thrive. We're old Broadway nerds. So, yeah. And we also have a really fun Facebook group. It's lots of fun, really supportive. And we love engaging with you. And thank you for 
trusting us with your amazing listeners and you guys can gossip about us on your discord but know that we really appreciate it because <laughs> we are such big fans of you guys we had so much fun on our last episode and if you want to catch Brandy and oh it's gonna be on your feed yeah yeah we're gonna put it on our feed yeah so edit yeah. that Patty yeah okay. <laughs> we really are we're no, so we, excited for your live show so excited we are nervous as hell oh you're gonna kill but, it but we are also excited <laughs> but we're excited that you but two yes, will nervous. be there eating ice in the front row in the yeah. front row chomping, yep. chomping on the front row on, on the front row. row that's right I'm gonna Perched put my warm like a little owl. owl yep <laughs> No, we appreciate yeah. you Ellen's all gonna be so opening much. Candies. Yep. You two are both so funny. You're great podcasters. You're great people. So we really appreciate you doing this with us. This and is thank really you fun. for taking the time to do this with us. We know your oh, time please. is very valuable. Oh, please. We love you. Thank we always you. got time for you, baby. We do. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ellen and Joey, for being here today. Thank you to the listeners for listening to another episode. We appreciate you so much. If you're looking for other ways to support us, please find us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen and then head on over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating and review and then be be sure to join us next week when I'll be an expert on a whole new topic. Podcast. Podcast. Adjourned. <laughs> Said in perfect unison. And now for a note about our process. I copy and paste from the best sources on the web and sometimes Wikipedia. So we owe a huge thank you to the real experts. I got my info from an episode of Case File, ABC News, The Age, The Herald Sun, and The Sydney Morning Herald. For a full list of our sources, visit lgtcpodcast.com. Any errors are, of course, ours, but please don't take our word for it go read their stuff Whew. all right and that's it we're done <laughs> join us today during the jeep celebration event right now get 20 percent below msrp for an average of 15,178 under msrp on the purchase of a 2023 jeep grand cherokee overland 4xe or summit 4xe not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. A new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.